Hi, it's me, David Summerstein, coming to Just You Podcast listeners. And I'm here because it's NCPR's fall fundraiser. This is basically how we pay for all the things that go into this podcast that you listen to, Story of the Day. The reporters, the travel, the equipment, the tech stuff. We ask you, podcast listener by podcast listener, to give 10 or 25 or $50 a month or just 25 bucks, And it all adds up to pay those bills. Listeners like you and local businesses make up 75%, three quarters of our budget, not the government, not grants, you, dollar by dollar, person by person. And look, there are a lot of you. There are a lot of Story of the Day podcast listeners. So if we all just do this one thing right now, let's just give right now, go to the website, ncpr.org slash give now and give what you can. We'll collectively raise thousands of dollars that way. Again, take this moment right now and pay for this podcast you listen to. When you go to this website, ncpr.org slash give now, you'll see there are lots of giveaways that you can get. You can get an NCPR hat. You can get a t-shirt. You can get a coffee mug. Lots of prizes there. It'll only take a couple of minutes of your time and you'll be doing really important work for local journalism in the North Country. ncpr.org slash give now. Thank you so much for doing that. And now on to the show. The total solar eclipse back in 2017 was dubbed the Great American Eclipse because the path of totality cut all the way from Oregon to Georgia. Thousands and thousands of people traveled to that path to see this majestic natural phenomenon. It missed the North Country. But guess what? We get ours next April, and thousands of people will flock here. And economic developers say we should be ready to cash in. That's today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Long Run Wealth, an SEC-registered investment advisor in Lake Placid, providing comprehensive wealth management, retirement, and financial planning solutions. LongRunWealth.com. And from SciTech Business Solutions, training and consulting services to help businesses grow. More information at CITEC.org. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Wednesday, October 11th. First up, New York Governor Kathy Hochul says state police are increasing security at synagogues, yeshivas, Jewish community centers, and other at-risk sites in the wake of the deadly attacks on the state of Israel by Hamas over the weekend. Karen DeWitt reports. The stepped-up measures come after state security officials gave Hochul an updated briefing Tuesday on potential threats to Jewish sites. Speaking at Congregation Beth Ameth in Albany on Monday night, the governor promised to do everything possible to protect people. I assure you, as the governor, I'll make sure that we leave no stone unturned to find out how we can make sure that every single one of you is safe when you gather, because that is your God-given right. To exercise your belief, your religion, your true identity. Hochul says her Office of Homeland Security is also monitoring social media for evidence of hate speech and potential threats that stem from the attacks. Speaking at New York City's Columbus Day Parade, she urged social media companies to step up and be vigilant. You're watching very closely because there have been more communication between jihadist groups and white supremacist groups and other extreme groups, neo-Nazi groups here in the United States and some in New York. So we're constantly watching, keeping an eye on that situation. 
to make sure that uh, there's no nothing that we should be aware of. Hochul says there are no active threats to New York State at this time. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. Sticking with Albany for a moment, any good politician draws from their life experiences when they speak to an audience. But as WNYC's John Campbell reports, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has a particular way of making things personal. On MSNBC's Morning Joe last month, a panelist asked Governor Hochul about the wave of migrants coming to New York City with their children. I'm a mother. This is personal to me. In August, she cut the ribbon on a child care facility. This is personal to me. As a brand new governor. Then there was the time she announced funding to spruce up downtown areas in upstate cities. This is personal to me. Hochul is New York's first female governor and the first governor from upstate in more than a century. With that comes a unique set of experiences that makes some topics more personal. Since she took office two years ago, Hochul has sprinkled variations of that phrase into her speeches more than two dozen times, according to transcripts from her office. It's often accompanied by an anecdote drawing from her experience as a working mother or growing up in the Buffalo area, like this one when she was discussing environmental funding. This is personal to me. I grew up near a steel plant. I saw what happened when Bethlehem Steel, where my dad and grandpa worked, they were good paying jobs, but you could see the orange clouds. Every- but then there are times when it's a little less serious, like when she declared war on potholes. This is personal to me. Or when she cut the ribbon on a baseball stadium. This is personal to me. Sarita Perry is a former speechwriter for President Obama. She says drawing on personal experience is a way for leaders to connect with their audience. When you're talking about policies and programs, what you're talking about is people. And maybe you are, as a leader or as the person speaking, one of those people. And so that can absolutely give you some credibility. Most elected officials have their go-to lines to connect with voters. President Biden says... Look, folks. Look, folks. Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio would often say, Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. But for female leaders, crafting a public persona is a tougher needle to thread. That's according to Christina Greer, a political science professor at Fordham University. She says Hochul and other women in power face sexism, so they're held to a higher standard. She has to sort of create a larger vision where she's tough, but not too tough, where she intimidates people. She has to be soft, but not too soft, where people don't think that she's a leader. These are all the things that women have to go through when they're running for office. Hochul's office says the governor's work is informed by her personal experience. In a statement, a spokesperson said, quote, New Yorkers know Governor Hochul is one of them, and she'll continue sharing her story with them every chance she gets. John Campbell, North Country Public Radio. On Monday, April 8th, a total solar eclipse will pass over the North Country, and the area is expected to be flooded with visitors looking to watch the moon come between the Earth and the sun. Catherine Wheeler reports that while this big event only lasts a couple minutes, communities are preparing months in advance for the opportunity of a lifetime. Total solar eclipses don't come around here often. In our area, it will not happen again in New York State until 2144. The last time was 1925. That's Catherine Paleo of the St. Lawrence County Chamber of Commerce. The chamber recently hosted an online presentation on the eclipse, already psyching up the community for the big day. Paleo says it's a once-in-a-lifetime chance to make a big impact. 
the economic benefits uh, are going to be significant. They're going to be passing through our area to stop for gas, to get for food. Um, people coming from Canada, if they don't select St. Lawrence County as their destination, they're still going to be bypassing us. The eclipse is big business, according to data collected after a total solar eclipse crossed the U.S. in 2017. Hotels in the path of totality were fully booked. Restaurants ran out of food. Roads were full of travelers. A University of Michigan study says about 20 million adults left their home area to get a better view. Paleo says it's not only about getting people here for the day. The chamber wants to figure out ways to bring people the weekend before the eclipse and to stay for a while after it's over. It's only two hours and 30 minutes of the event. People come for it, but they want to make an opportunity of the event itself. So they're going to be coming a few days earlier, booking hotels a few days earlier, trying to find different attractions to go to and experience the area that they're going to experience totality in. Some North Country communities are already rising to the occasion. We really want to use that that weekend to introduce ourselves to a lot of folks that maybe wouldn't come out here normally. Mary Grace Duncan is helping with the eclipse push in Sackett's Harbor on the shore of Lake Ontario. And then just make sure that, you know, we're kind of presenting all of these great fun activities and types of resources we're going to have as like one kind of united. Sackett's is a great place to be. Sackett's Harbor isn't typically a destination for splashy national events. So Mayor Alex Morgia says they're using this heaven-sent opportunity to sell new visitors on Sackett's. They even created a website, SacketsEclipse.com. I think we're going to see a lot of people coming to us on their own, and it's our job to maximize the value and handle it well and present our community in a way that is attractive for them to come back to. One problem. Sackett's Harbor is largely seasonal, and April is before the season starts. Morja says he's been getting in touch with those seasonal businesses. Some have already started planning for weekend parties and live music. Convincing uh, business owners that normally don't open until mid-May, hey, you don't have to open in April and stay open necessarily, but you definitely want, you know, to consider this, that's something they have to decide early. They have to right. plan for staffing. But Morgia says the weather is the biggest unknown. This past April, it was abnormally warm on April 8th. Other years, there's been a foot of snow on the ground. We unfortunately can't use a lot of our outdoor venues. Um, they, they may be in play, but we won't be able, we won't know that until about 10 days before. Um, so the focus has been on making sure that we maximize the spaces that we can rely on, which are all the indoor businesses. The St. Lawrence County's Chamber of Commerce says the possibilities are endless. Eclipse-themed menus, Eclipse cocktails, and staking out your Eclipse parking lots. They say the more events, the better, to attract all of those tourists looking for the best view. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio. Sackett's Harbor, St. Lawrence County. NCPR reporters work hard to get to what matters in every North Country community and to tie them together, like you heard uh, Catherine did in that last story. We ask ourselves, like, what trends do we see in Saranac Lake that's also true in Lake George, but also what's different? NCPR is boots-on-the-ground local journalism that you can't get anywhere else. It's why you listen to Story of the Day in the first place. It's our fall fundraiser. Help pay for it right now. Make a donation at ncpr.org slash give. Music today by Lost in Beijing of Keen and Mark Corey of Watertown. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.